This episode of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast is brought to you by the Embroiderers Guild of America. You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters, and we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 22 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Haley from Red-Handled Scissors and the Bones and Bobbins podcast. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. And I'm Bali from Wild Olive. Today we'll be talking about TikTok, hexiforms, and new crafts to try, because we just can't get enough. <laughs> Never. <Apparently>. Ever. <laughs> Never, ever. ever. And also because um, I added to this list very, very early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, in pandemic times, there's no time boundaries on life. So you can do work at 3 a.m., 1 a.m., 1 p.m. Things get a little weird after the midnight mark, but yeah. you know, you just go with it. So what oh have you been goodness. up to? Um, so I got a set of flat panel LED lights, cool. which I have been, yeah, um, which I have been eyeing for years, but... They have been just ridiculously expensive, like thousands of dollars for them. And But apparently, while I wasn't paying attention, the price went way down. And so I found a bunch, or I found a set that was already marked down and then really on sale, mm-hmm. but with good reviews. Nice. So I went for it, and now I'm completely afraid of them because <laughs> on the back, there there are settings and like i i do happen to know what temperature light i prefer like that is a thing that i have an opinion on mm-hmm. but how do i get to there and <laughs> do they talk to each other and what is a barn door i don't understand any of these things mm-hmm. um and yes i also got a a ring light because I suspect that there will be some visual components to, I don't know, upcoming projects and whatever. And I am also afraid of that. So there we are. <laughs> I'm afraid of light. There, you get you get used to them. And also, yes. I feel like the bar is so low now for like level of production quality and content. Um, I'm not capable of... Oh, God. I'm not capable. (laughs) Um, Done is better than perfect. Quote that. that Molly Johansson. Yes. (laughs) I also live in a cave, so Mm -hmm. I I have never shot during daylight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, around here, I've been just doing the usual. Uh, Gardening, just because that's been my thing since March. (laughs) Um... I like that, though. That's a good thing to have. Yeah, my home gardening wall, which I have yet to post a picture of. Sorry, everyone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The world eagerly awaits. (laughs) Sure. Honestly, I haven't posted it because I have purple LED grow lights, and I think I might just need to not take a picture with them turned on because the light turns into, like, purple and pink explosion, and you can't really see what's going on. Yeah, I hate it. I don't know. That (laughs) sounds like something for TikTok. In in general, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so I feel the pain of LEDs, um, of being at home, and I'm trying to get work done, but 
because of like, and I've read about this so many times on the internet this year and in talking to you guys this year, it's just really hard to like stay focused and get stuff done <laughs> when you're locked inside yes. forever. Yes. And so I've been trying desperately as the days get shorter and shorter and shorter to try to spend time with my plants every day to like get my anxiety down, get connected with my feet, you know, and then trying in general overall to establish healthy routines for this winter. Um, so like yeah. in terms of diet, exercise, attempting to get a full night of sleep, attempting to have work <laughs> boundaries, lol, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, Ooh, uh-huh. these things I that am- are super easy to do. <laughs> do you know super that there are actual playlists specifically for plants? Oh man. Tell me, yeah. please tell me um, as I, I put I, my chin on my fist. Yes. I think <laughs> I may be wrong, but I think there's actual science behind it, um, sort of like the how it's good for your plants for you to talk to them because, mm-hmm. like, vibrational stuff. But there are actual plant playlists, and actually, you, you need. <laughs> actually, so there's mm-hmm. this album that I am familiar with from, like, the 70s called Plantasia by a guy named Mort Garson, and it's probably one of my favorite albums on the planet. Um, Haley is nodding her head and smiling. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like this synthy music. It's been reissued recently. And there's even been a follow-up album released in like the last month by like contemporary artists. Um, and I really, yeah, it's, it, it's super dope. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Sorry. This is still just the intro chatter, but this is plants excite me these days. I'm literally wearing a plant t-shirt right now. <laughs> yes, you are from the Garfield Park Conservatory, which <laughs> About a year ago, and this is one of the fondest memories I keep coming back to in the pandemic, um, they had a Plantasia event, and they were piping Plantasia throughout the entire conservatory and grounds, and then they also had a couple different areas with live bands, kind of like a music festival, doing, like, synth music that started out with, like, a Plantasia chord pro- progression, and then they, like, like vamped on it, and it was really cool. Cool. Anyway. Sorry, plants, I get excited. Nice. <laughs> I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. I have yeah. acquired two new plants yeah. recently, <laughs> and I I truly did not need any more plants, but they um, are the kind of plant that moves during the day. Cool. Um, and that has a scientific name, and I'm not going to remember it right Me neither. now. Um, it's something <laughs> reactive. But uh, this is Haley and Heidi being Haley and Heidi right now. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But anyway, you can tell what time of day it is by looking at them, and it makes me so happy. Yeah, that they move. It's like they say hi. They also grow. (laughs) Plants grow, and they remind you that like time is passing and things like that, (laughs) and and things are alive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, and things are depending on you to keep them alive. And they give you oxygen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry, Molly. I, it's good. <laughs> what have you been it's up to? It's all good. I've obviously um, been up to plants. Well, <laughs> so I had I had something completely different in mind to tell you about today. Like in this just like, oh, well, I started a project I shouldn't have. But um, <laughs> instead, and it was really funny. As you guys were talking, the cat was like pawing at the door. Uh, she wanted to come in and she's not coming in because she is a naughty cat and Darcy cat. This morning I woke up 
got out of bed, went to check on the guinea pig, and Darcy was in the guinea pig's house this morning. (gasps) (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) She was, she had no interest in Lieutenant Nibbles. She was eating her hay, which makes her barf. What? And I am so, I have been suspecting her of this crime for days because I have heard her little paws hit the ground and I'm like, where could she possibly be jumping off of? She's been going in the guinea pig house, which is like <laughs> open top. And there's been discussion over, do we need to cover the, the house or is it fine? I was like, it's fine. It's fine. She's not going to go in there. Nope. She's been in there. At least she doesn't want the guinea pig. At least she's like, nah. Yeah, no, she's slightly afraid of the guinea pig. And the Good. guinea pig has like a little, um, a piglu that she can yes. go and hide in. Uh, but I was like, Darcy Cat, are you kidding me? I was. <laughs> and then she just looked at you with her crossed eyes and was like, meow. Yeah, exactly. She's like, what, do you have a problem with this? I don't understand. Yeah. So that, that's what's been going on here. (laughs) More more indoor things. (laughs) Yes, yes. My kittens won't stay out of the shower. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to get in trouble. It's a problem. Yeah. So, before we jump into talking about actual (laughs) things that we're supposed to be talking about, Mm -hmm. um... We want to give a shout out to some new serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast who are now supporting us at patreon.com slash serious crafts. Many thanks to Cheryl and Valerie. You, Thank you. are the best. Thanks. Yeah. So I, ha- I have discovered a new thing in the world of English paper piecing. Ooh. And by I have discovered, I mean I became aware because somebody else discovered. Um, (laughs) You know how when you're doing English paper piecing, especially a really big project, you want to keep the papers in as long as you can so the structure of the project stays how it's supposed to, so your tension stays how it's supposed to. But then you have to go back through and pull out like 300 pieces of paper uh-huh. that are glued in but anyway <laughs> there there is apparently a solution for this called hexaforms and they are basically english paper piecing templates like the paper templates that you would either buy or make yeah uh, except they're made to just be left in because they're washable Hmm. and so it they like sort of give a plumping effect to the fabric without having to do much else to it so I just thought that was a really interesting combination of things because sometimes you just want a little bit of texture but you're not like making a big quilted thing yeah and so i just i thought that was very neat and i want to try them um they are made by ashmead designs and i i have to say that their website is a little on the old side so uh but but it's it's real (laughs) (laughs) this website looks almost hand-coded 
I so okay. So yes. I pulled this up to look. I I don't know if I've seen these, but I have done something similar, and I'm trying to remember. There was some project that I was working on, and I don't know if I ever actually finished it, which sounds about <laughs> oh, right. Oh, did you use like Wonder Under or something? No, but I think I used like a really heavy stabilizer as my pieces. And yeah, and I because I think I was making like a bookmark or something. And I thought, well, what if I le- had something that I could leave in the pieces? But I don't know whatever happened with it. I will say I just recently with my holiday stitching club, I I ironed stabilizer to the back of my mm. embroidery designs to help uh, add a little bit of thickness to the fabric so that my stitches didn't show through as much. And it yeah. has a similar effect, but I was still using paper pieces in it. This could yeah, have changed it all up. Interesting. It's just really neat. And I'd like to know how much loft it adds because it isn't necessarily terribly clear Yeah. Um, from the photos on the website. But um, it came up in a quilting group that I'm in. And they were talking about how neat these were and trying them out. And so I... I just, I, I like it because where stabilizer will eventually probably come unstuck. Yeah. These, like, it's just squishy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it would, it would, it seems to me like it would stand up to a lot more wear and a lot more washing yeah. than just a thicker stabilizer or something like that. So let me tell you, here's how I want to, here's how I want to like, just upgrade this slightly because okay. apparently I can't leave well enough alone. <laughs> um, no, please. I want in like a an acid-free um, peel and stick feature with this. I want to just be able to like, you know, peel the little thing off and stick it right on and not need to bother with my glue stick anymore. Mm. Oh, I suppose and have like water-soluble yeah. glue. Yeah, so I it... suppose then you add like mm. another layer of like, okay, so now we have paper waste with that. As opposed Could to, it you know, be but... a roll-on tape, though, like like whiteout or highlighter that you can find that comes on a roll? Sure, Or you sure. could stick could it just... on a sponge. Yeah. For those of us who are old enough to remember stamps not being self-adhesive, yeah. um, <laughs> like, there used to be sponges that would be, like, if you were stamping a bunch of things... Oh, you um, still need you still need those for you still need those for sealing uh, envelopes for Christmas cards, especially in 2020. There Safety you go. First. That I was... is true. But <laughs> I was... anyway, I I feel like that could be yeah. Like, yes, it could have I... a similar background to that, and then just I yeah. I, were it not pandemic time, I would definitely be tempted to lick and stick my hexagons. So <laughs> I feel like at some point your mouth would be like, nah. Oh, definitely. There, I, there would maybe there could be like a dispenser, like a tape dispenser, that was like instead of being on a roll, you could like pull the the stamp off and then you just drag it over a wet sponge. I that's ooh, how to be okay. eco friendly. I like it. Uh, green new deal. Green to, new deal. Yeah. Make your eco friendly craft supplies now. You'll be a millionaire in the future. <laughs> we clearly need to send this episode to Ashmead Designs. There you go. Um. Oh, speaking of uh eco-friendly crafting things mm-hmm. um and somewhat related to this as it is a squishy shape mm-hmm. i received a package with you know the cornstarch packing peanuts and usually yes, I those am are so, so fun. 
mad when I get a package filled with that because they take up so much room and sometimes I put them in the bathtub and give them a shower and then they go away. But, like, I have to do something with them. And I opened this box and they were star-shaped. And I have never oh, cool. been more delighted. Yeah. I've never been more delighted in my life to open a package and find packing not so much peanuts, packing stars. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. I, I didn't know that was a thing that could exist, and I saved them because I was so yeah. excited. I don't need them, but I feel like, I don't know, there, there's something to be done well, with they, the thing that will melt if water touches it. Yeah. There are, I mean, they obviously, they sell them as like a kid crafting tool like you can they buy do? them in colors and stuff yeah the not this i've never seen the star ones but the regular ones come in colors and um yeah because you can put out a sponge and like dab mm-hmm. that on there and then build with them and there's all kinds of cool things they're, they're, a, good, oh, like, so sen- that they're a good sensory makes, craft at the library that, too. that makes some sense so speaking of librarian brain that's a pretty good transition there um <laughs> for my first topic of the episode which is uh like the trendsetter and cutting-edge content creator I am, I just uh-huh. got on TikTok. <laughs> yes. Who knows oh, if TikTok will be You're around? making me feel so old. <laughs> oh, you're telling me. Um, in my notes here, um, I said, Craft TikTok is fascinating. I feel like an elderly air- alien interloper. <laughs> but I like it because it's kind of making me feel like a librarian working with teens again. So there's that. That's a... Yeah. A feeling that I haven't had in a while, and also, like, in a world where teen centers at libraries just aren't open, maybe some nerdy kids will come across my, this is the difference between knitting and crochet, and here's how to do a knit stitch videos, and then they can sort of feel like they're connecting with humanity, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, teens I have it like rough out how... there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want to be a teenager in 2020. Mm-mm. <laughs> A lot of people are using TikTok in that way. Yeah. It seems like to, I guess, for all, for lack of a better word, to play mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I appreciate that. Yeah, the videos are kind of fun to make. Um, like, it's what I'm doing is part of uh, TikTok's Creative Learning Fund, so it's sponsored disclosure. Um, mm-hmm. This topic's not, but it's just, it's fascinating to me that, like, this program exists, and, like, the whole point is for me to put up a video, like, pretty much every day between now and the end of the year, and I just was like, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to do my four area, like, primary areas of expertise, knitting, crochet, latchuk, macrame, and Mm -hmm. then just do basics on all of them, and then I'll just see who wants to know more about X, Y, or Z, and just keep doing it. They're, like, 30 seconds um, they can be up to like a minute if you upload it, but that's all TikTok app complication stuff that you can look up on the internet if you care <laughs> to start making TikToks. <laughs> um, but the hardest thing is making it like friendly to the TikTok platform because it has to be like vertical. It has to be in certain time limitations and music is also helpful. So getting like yeah. the music hits to line up with the video to make it more fun to watch is a challenge, but I kind of like it. Um, <laughs> Because I like editing video. Um, But the biggest thing I'm trying to keep in mind is not 
is, is how to avoid perpetuating myths about yarn crafts, because I think mm-hmm. that is the issue with this format and with Instagram reels is yeah. they don't prioritize reading any kind of caption. And there's also a severe limitation on how many characters you have on TikTok for description. They want your content to be in the video. Right. And so yeah. having That's to like... That's why witch talk is such a an exciting and misleading place to be totally totally legit (laughs) um but yeah anyway i'm kind of rambling now because i've had a lot of coffee um (laughs) but tiktok's fun i'm just really trying to figure out the best way to not put out misinformation so i'm just like every video is like two to three sentences at the most because i'm just like it's got to be like snap digest snap digest snap digest And then I think if that's they really cool. And then if they want something more advanced, I'll be like, way ahead of you, kid. I've been doing this for ten years. I'm old enough to be your mom. Here's my YouTube. Like <laughs> Oh my goodness. That was the idea. <laughs> Speaking of that, I posted a photo of me wearing some of my normal clothes, but in a very specific stylistic combination because it was laundry day. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I turned out looking very, very much like a Hot Topic model from the 90s. And I made a joke about it. But all of the sudden, on multiple platforms, all of these teens showed up. And I was like, oh, oh, mm, I'm pushing 40. My favorite this thing. is not the content you think it is. <laughs> One other thing I will say about TikTok and being like feeling way too old on there, and literally, like literally, there are thirteen-year-olds who are like following me, and I've gotten like a message that's like, "You're so cool" from a thirteen-year-old that I am twenty years older than them, and Aww. I'm also like, when I was a librarian, I had a background check that involved fingerprints and like multiple criminal databases to have that job. Yes. I could DM I, I could DM minors if I wanted to right now and I'm like, oh no, no, no. No way, Jose. Yeah. No. I spent all of my time running a teen center keeping kids away from creeps in their DMs. I will not be a DM creep even if it's about crafts. Like I just want to put that out there because I think people don't understand like how hard yeah. that boundary has to be. They can view yeah. my 30 second TikToks. They're not talking to me individually as an adult privately. Absolutely not. And I don't think that's like, I don't think people get that necessarily who are new to these platforms. And it's also hard to know if kids are minors because half of them are lying about how old they are. Well, I was going to say there's, I'm sure there's terms of service in place that is supposed to prevent that, but Mm -hmm. we all know it doesn't. Yes, I know it doesn't. (laughs) The terms of service starts at age 13, so that's still really young. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is interesting. I Just something I I just, that's just a soapbox I just keep coming back to as I've been doing this for about a week is like the access to children is insane. And and Mm. like, I don't want to assume that it's all bad. And I think a lot of people don't have malicious intent. I just think that not everybody realizes that like, there are, these are actual children. Yes. Yeah. And I want them to know about yarn. I don't need them to know about me. Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that that's actually really important. Like, hard boundaries, especially for platforms that skew that young. Yeah. Like. It's part of why I avoided it, because I was like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Teens? Yeah. I mean, like, on Instagram, I do whatever I want, whenever I want, because. Everybody's in their 30s. (laughs) Late 20s to 30s. (laughs) 
I mean, it, it, they do have, obviously, you know, their terms of service there is 13 also, but I definitely know of, of people there who are under 13 and I don't Mm -hmm. know if their parents know, some of them, I know their parents know because their parents are following them too, but, um, you know, that's obviously a decision they've made, but yeah, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to mess with anything that might feel, have anyone feel bad about something like. Well, and I also like, I also want to make sure that like, if I'm putting out craft content that is as accessible as possible, that includes Mm -hmm. being digestible by minors, because I learned Mm -hmm. most of my crafting skills as a minor. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so I want kids to watch this because I don't want them to roll up to my pattern and be like, I never learned what a K or a P meant because I learned on TikTok. Right. Girl. So (laughs) I'm evangelizing crafts on TikTok. (laughs) All right. Excellent. Anyway, excellent. I, sorry I am I have the app. <laughs> yeah. Um, Follow me. Well, you can be one of my only other followers in my age decade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll find you on the TikToks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at the other end of the age spectrum. Yes. <laughs> from from teens, I have some crafty show and tell for you all. And oh, it, in this case, I guess for our listeners, it could be like listen and tell or something but i recently learned something about a a bag that has been um in our house i'm gonna show it here on the video chat Ooh. um it's got like a I wooden like it already. frame it's like a a you know tapestry kind of brocade fa- uh, brown floral fabric obviously i will take a picture and put this in the show notes and then it has a wooden frame at the top with like this cool twisty uh Thing that splits open so that it opens and that yeah it's like a wood purse frame but it looks like yeah. there's a twisty pretzel rod on top exactly. it's very attractive exactly and it has like a little metal uh piece that helps hold it all shut i have seen this how this bag around our house for a long time and it was only within like the last couple of weeks that my mom told me that this bag belonged to my great grandma molly who i was named for and that it was her project bag. What? How did That's I not so cool. know this? And so she um, mm. usually, my my mom said she remembers her always having either like needlepoint or crochet in it. She wasn't necessarily taking it places, but it was at her house. And that's what she would keep her current project in. And my mom said she remembers her like working on crochet things. And then we both remembered this granny square blanket that she made and I shared pictures of it on my blog like ages ago and so I'll link to that in the show notes so you can see that as well but I thought to have this bag that was like I always feel like this it's so special I feel really blessed to have family craft related pieces like it's special to Mm -hmm. have those things um and Especially a project bag and knowing that it was a project bag. Yeah. That's very rare. Yeah. yeah that it, is such a personal mm-hmm. item. Exactly. It's like, I, my mind kind of was blown and I was going, why, why didn't I know this sooner? But uh, yeah, so it currently has, because, you know, when you find that out and you feel that there's something in it, you're hoping that might there might be something really in- incredible in there. It actually just has some, like, 80s cross-stitch kits in it. <laughs> <laughs> still That's sealed awesome. still sealed uh so if, if anyone you could probably sell those on ebay i probably mm-hmm. could i mean we're talking they've got the or price to the tags teens on, on tiktok they're, they're like the 80s right 
<laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I just, I thought you, you guys would love to see it and, uh, <laughs> listeners would love to see it and yeah. So it's really cool. I've never seen a wooden purse frame. Like it's like a clamshell yeah. frame and it's, it's very neat. It is. My mom said that it also, it was regularly borrowed for like plays where someone needed something that resembled a carpet bag or, you know, something like that. So it, it has been used different ways, but it definitely was uh, Grandma Molly's project I bag. I love that. So. I go. love that That's you also so cool. share a name as well as a project bag. That's really, really, really nice. It's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I, and I hope you use it because I feel like so many things like that don't get used. Like my, my grandmother gets really mad at my other cousins yeah. because they she will give them things and they will put them away for good yeah. and instead of using them. And she really, really likes that I actually use things in the way that they were intended to be used. Yeah. I mean, I take good care of things that are fragile, obviously, Mm -hmm. but it's, I think it's really nice to have that tactile connection. Absolutely. Well, I I also have a little um, sewing cabinet that was hers and it is actively used. I, the... Items that my grandma then had stored in it, I sometimes am just using the items like just as they had been, you know, Yeah. and I'm pulling things out and digging through the knitting needles in the side compartments and looking for uh, tools in the drawers and stuff. So I love that. That that just makes me feel really good. I That's probably my favorite thing about like doing making anything by hand is feeling connected to the generations of people who made mm-hmm. things yeah. before us. Yeah. Like that feels really, really good to me. Yeah. Um, I guess it feels like my ancestors have my back mm-hmm. or something. I, and yeah. I realize that sounds a little weird, but it makes it less of an idea. Or it makes them less of an idea yeah. and more of a reality yeah yeah and i feel like especially as um women who in especially generations past in my opinion have been very easily relegated to being invisible once they're over a certain age Mm. yeah other than the beloved grandma that makes food all the time and cleans your stuff up yeah opinions opinions (laughs) um (laughs) sorry i don't want to go on another tangent um but I think that my favorite thing about some of these items that are from, like, a grandparent or farther generation is feeling like, I don't know, in other cultures, like, you believe you aren't truly forgotten until the last person forgets you. Hmm. And yes. with these making things that you hang on to for far longer than a photo might last or people might even remember your name. Yeah. They might still have this, you know? Yeah. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, really neat. I do. I feel such a strong connection to her, even though she passed away years before I was born. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Aw. Yeah. I love us. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast is brought to you by the Embroiderers Guild of America. EGA is a community of stitch-minded people who inspire passion for the needle arts through education and the celebration of its heritage. 
Find free holiday projects, inspiration, and more when you visit our website at egausa.org. Become a member today. So speaking of holiday projects. Yes. Uh, I think that in the past I have probably been curmudgeonly about holiday projects. I can't remember specifically, but it seems like a thing I would have complained about. If it's a holiday that's not Halloween. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes. Um, well, I'm still traumatized by glitter from a project that I did sure. a decade ago. Um, but anyway, so because I write cross-stitch books, I haven't spent an awful lot of time doing embroidery, which is the first thing that I ever like that's the first craft I picked up on my own. Mm-hmm. And I really there's something nice about not not doing things on a grid and I'm someone who really really likes grids obviously because <laughs> I write cross stitch books but uh, I've just been really enjoying the creativity and the softness of being able to add little details yeah. to an item to suddenly make it a more special thing yeah. than it was before. And so with that in mind, I am in the process of designing some mid-century inspired felt ornaments that I'm hoping to not be work and I'm thinking (laughs) that I'm going to use the like the really thick thick felt cool and just embroider on the surface Mm -hmm. and not all the way through oh very cool so yeah because I've got a bunch of that from when I used to make soles for crocheted slippers yeah Mm. I, I and I you have a very that. good tutorial for that. Just going to plug that true. for you right now. <laughs> Thank you. I, I will add it to the show notes. If, if you need a, a Christmas present that you can make quickly, man, I have a crocheted slipper mm-hmm. and crochet, and, or not crocheted, and felt no-slip sole tutorial for you. Nice. I send um, that I send that sole tutorial to people when they're like, how do you put the soles on? And I was like, ask my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Nobody ever asks me. So I guess that means that, that the uh, tutorial is exactly. really, really good. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm thinking about pulling out some of that, some materials that used to be work. And I'm sure that I will turn this into work anyway. <laughs> but I have really, really gone down... <laughs> because because I haven't because I can't go home and I haven't yeah. seen any of my family in uh, well my yeah. great grandmother died this week last year yeah so I yeah. think it's been since then yeah, yeah. Maybe? relatable which, content unfortunately yeah, yeah which seems like a a very long time um so Christmas ornament 
Yes. <laughs> Not dead people, Christmas ones. Yes. That's better um, to think about. <laughs> oh, I mean, I remember my grandmother fondly. So it I meant a lovely funeral. Never mind. You know what? I mean. Anyway, not the point. Um, <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> 2020, not the point. Uh, yes. I mean, to be fair, I would have that conversation any year. Yes. But I decided a couple days ago that I was going to go all in and do actual Christmas decorations. Like, we have historically gotten a tree and then had friends over and just wandered around my apartment picking up random things to tie to the tree as ornaments. Just, um, I kind of like that a lot, though. And that has been what we've done for a while. I have some actual ornaments that are, like, keepsake ornaments. But that has largely been how we got a tree decorated if we were going to have one. But this year, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm coordinating everything. And so I decided to <laughs> go... and I are just giggling. <laughs> like no, it, like it, it gets worse. It gets worse. I decided to go with pastel mid-century modern. <laughs> oh, yes. And wait, so wait, I... Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Is this heading where I think it's heading? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, keep going, and I'll tell you if you make it there. <laughs> All right. So I got, um, I ordered this pencil Christmas tree that apparently pops up. <laughs> so cool. It stores flat in like a disc. And I can't tell from the photos whether it is the most tacky thing that has ever existed or pretty. Like it's going it to be It can totally be both. Yes. Yeah, it can be And both. so it's sort of like teal uh, and has <laughs> uh, silver snowflakes built into it. Oh, yes. Like tinsel snowflakes. And so there's also going to be a like mid-century tree skirt. And I have, of course, ordered rose gold um antique remake style ornaments so pink uh copper that's just what i'm that's just what Uh i'm sitting here thinking Uh where's the pink where's the pink where's the pink okay i can't can't contain myself anymore (laughs) in my witchcraft practice copper is my your element my metal of choice Mm. and so i like everything that is copper right now is labeled rose gold Sure. Okay. Anyway, yes. they're probably closer to pink. I don't know because of that. <laughs> um, and so I was like, all right, can't stop there. So <laughs> there's a glitter-encrusted um, Molly's face. Uh, starburst <laughs> topper. <laughs> Haley's lost it. America. A- atomic Haley, age what is happening? Body, body snatched. I know, I know. And also stockings that are in like muted pastels with either uh, the two for Jeremy and I have like atomic age designs on them and the three for the cats have those very like I dream of genie looking cats yes 
<laughs> and I mean, I Dream a Genius, obviously an entirely problematic rabbit hole that we won't go down. But you know, exactly I know what the cats I mean. look like, though. I know what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, I'm here for this, so, Haley. I love it. So it's all about to arrive, and I'm maybe uh, I'm I'm going to make these ornaments to go with it, and. I don't know why I decided on mm, mildly pastel mid-century modern because it isn't like normal pastel pastel because everything's sort of like like yeah yeah uh, like avocado green and sort of salmony. But Um, but if they're all in that same like tone family yeah. they're gonna look really nice together yeah and they'll contrast with like your existing like bold colors I think design wise you're crushing it from what I can picture in my brain right now mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited and I ordered matching wrapping paper <laughs> excellent <laughs> are you gonna wrap the cats <laughs> <laughs> yes I think you should <laughs> oh, I mean I'm going to wrap the cats presents <laughs> I think you should just make them like a little belt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they they have bow ties. Yeah, and then they can just bap at each other. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, and also the kittens would really enjoy having bows. (laughs) I'm here for this. So I'm going full holiday and there's even glitter, even though I'm not applying the glitter, there's going to be glitter. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just you're gonna have I, I to feel document like you need this. to know that. <laughs> I did. I did need to know that. I need you to have see just, it too. I'm excited. You have elevated my day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I we'll we'll see. It may look terrible, but no, it's gonna look epic. But I've been. I too have been ordering gadgets and gizmos for Christmas, but mostly just hanging lights on our porch. Um, you nice. would be you would be shocked at the amount. Maybe it's not that shocking in retrospect, but I was shocked at the amount of types of hangers you can get for hanging Christmas lights on a house. Like I am not shocked because <laughs> I just went down that rabbit hole with ornament hangers. Yeah. <laughs> but like there's like there's lights that come with clips that go on like your gutter or your shingle and then there's like clips mm-hmm. that you can nail into wood and there's like clip-on ones and zip tie ones. Um nothing's recyclable. <laughs> No, um, no. So I tried to do my best research ahead of time, so I only have to order these things once and then use them forever. Um, so yeah, I'm sure. crossing my fingers that what I have purchased won't immediately fall apart when I take a hammer to it and try to hang a light on it. So hopefully. <laughs> It'll probably be fine. It's probably really similar to um, like metal picture holders. Yeah. So if yeah. they don't work, metal picture holders would <laughs> those probably would have been cheaper too oh well or picture hangers you know yeah. what i mean yeah um <laughs> i got ones that are like it's like a nail that basically goes straight through like a clip like a plastic clip so yeah. crossing my fingers i can do that <laughs> well if they get brittle in years to come you can replace them with metal ones yeah but yeah so that that is so very Christmas. <laughs> and I don't know what the kittens are going to do with themselves. <laughs> It'll be That's cute. That's why we're not getting a real tree. Well, our cat usually likes eating our real tree, apparently when she's not climbing in the guinea pig house to eat the hay. <laughs> so <laughs> I just envision Lieutenant Nibbles going, time to hit the hay. Waddle, waddle, waddle. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> Saying a joke That's to about right. Except she doesn't. <laughs> 
Oh, Lieutenant Nibbles, I was thinking yeah. Darcy. I was going to say, Darcy doesn't really waddle so much. I just like the idea of the guinea pig. Be tiny and yeah. zigzag. The <laughs> guinea pig can waddle quickly, but it is a waddle, in fact. <laughs> That's fair. Well, yeah. the guinea pig is shaped like an avocado. You yeah. can't really move in anything other than a slightly rolling motion yes, yep. if you are that shape. Precisely. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's enough about Christmas for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's approaching the end of the year, and I would like to say that this is like is New it? Year goals. <laughs> yeah, sort of, supposedly. I don't know. Speaking of waddling towards something. Yes. <laughs> waddle towards 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> I, I want you all to know that we were all just sitting here like silently, doing this like little bubble waddle thing I, you just you just naturally do it anyway um these these two crafts i have crafts that like are just begging me i have more than just these two crafts really that i want to try but these are the next two these are the plan that will happen if you are one of our supporters on patreon you may have heard about this first craft that now goes back months that Heidi told me about, and it is locker hooking, which mm-hmm. how, what would you say? Is this like a, a cross between latch hook and crochet, sort of? Sort of, yeah. It's almost like Tunisian crochet. Yeah, because like, you're, you're taking like fabric strips and you're looping and knotting them onto like yeah. a latch hook canvas. So Heidi sent me some latch hook canvas. Now, I, when was that? That was months ago, easily. And Well, because I am up to my eyeballs in latch hook canvas yeah, in so. any given moment. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, you got to use this, like, the good stuff. So Yeah, the brand is called Color Crazy. I'll link to it yes. in the notes. They so, even have two sizes of latch hook tool. They're the only place I can find one in a smaller that, size. Nice. Awesome. Yes. Nice. Sorry to steal your topic. No, Continue. no, no. That's, <laughs> I, you know, so, so she sent me that. And I have not done anything with it because I did not yet have a locker hooking tool, which mm-hmm. basically looks like a crochet hook with a needle eye at the other end. So mm-hmm. I've been like debating which one I should get. There's sets that come in different sizes and I kept getting overwhelmed. So I've put it off. So finally, I was I'm just, just like, imagining tying or taping a um, a darning needle to the end of a crochet hook. <laughs> yeah. <it> good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I probably could have gone any other direction with this to make it work but i was like well i'm gonna get the one and believe it or not joanne carries them huh like one size just like on a little blister pack and so i saw it and bought it yeah so i have one to try it's still in the package obviously uh (laughs) i'm i'm very excited to hear what you think about it because i mean i have more crafts than i know what to do with like we all do but locker hooking i'm like i just i'm not ready to try it but maybe you'll inspire me. Yeah, I think um, could also be. I don't. I can't picture how it works. I know. I have not. I have not dug into it at all, other than seeing what it looks like. And I love the texture that it creates. And I think because it uses fabric strips, but in a way where you're not really seeing the fabric that much, I think it would mm-hmm. be a great way to use some of the fabric I have in my stash that I kind of like, but it doesn't necessarily always work for projects. I think mm-hmm. it could lend itself to this and be an interesting use for that fabric so the way i the way i would describe locker hooking looking now that i think of it just since this is an audio thing i don't know if this is helpful hopefully it is and, and then i want to yeah i want to hear this because i have my own like okay. mental description of it go ahead is it like well, slip stitching into something it's like doing it's like crocheting into canvas 
But instead yeah. of like leaving like a loop to hook on more to, it's just tied off, correct? Oh, because yeah, I'm like, literally it, looking at my um, crochet embroidery on slippers tutorial, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was like, wait. It's kind of yeah, like appliqueing like on something. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. almost like appliqueing. Cool. Um, but yeah, so the way I would describe it is if you've ever seen yarn made of scrap fabric because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of rawness to the edge. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like yarn, but it's wound like you would look at a like plied piece of yarn. That's how oh. I would describe it. Yes. Okay. But also I've my like and like I literally have not pulled up a photo of it in preparation of talking about it today. I've just, you know, it's just that I have it in my head and in my head mm-hmm. I picture it as um like puffy fabric corn kernels. Like mm. corn on the cob, yeah. you know, like yes. how they like these little almost like yes. puff kind of things. And they aren't mm-hmm. really puffy, but like the knots on the the canvas look like that to me. So Yeah, right. because you're pulling the fabric through the canvas and so it's getting tightened there and then yeah. and it's like stretched out on top. Really durable for rugs and yeah, so yeah. I'm I am excited to try that. And then the other you one You can buy wall hangings for like seven hundred dollars of these things right now. Just new business, out. Molly. Oh, Another um, new thing. <laughs> but uh, also, I now get it because I've looked. Uh, so then the other, the other project or type of craft that I have been—it's been like on. I think we've all talked about this at some point. Is uh, nail binding is also known as Viking knitting. I just call. I've just always called it nail binding, and my yeah, grandma's Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's how I've always thought it was pronounced, but in watching videos, nalbinding is the, or a variation on that is a common pronunciation. Of course, it's there's probably different correct. I mean, <laughs> probably. The one it's person... not Midwestern. Yeah. Nail binding. Yeah. Let's do some nail binding. Which I think partially because I've, because I think of it as that, I had this different view of how it works. Or I didn't mm-hmm. understand how it works. When you look yeah, at I this, have no idea how it works. When you look at it, you look it it's it looks like knitted fabric like you would use with knitting needles. And so mm-hmm. I was unsure. But really you use a you use a large needle, like a like a sewing needle. And mm-hmm. so I bought these really cool hand carved wooden needles. Yeah, they're because beautiful. because who doesn't want another toy <laughs> tool? Excuse me, pro- professional serious crafter tool. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely that. Uh huh. Um, but the you work it on your you work it like on your thumb, and you make mm-hmm. a long chain similar to like if you were almost working a chain with like finger crochet, but mm-hmm. yeah. you're stitching through it with the with the needle. And you work with um, short lengths of wool yarn, and then you felt the pieces together as you go. And um, it looks like horizontal knitting. Yes, as you're making this like chain, you are joining it then onto the previous chain. That's how you make the fabric. It's Hmm. really cool. That makes sense. I have I watched a video on it and. I feel like I can accomplish it. I, I've watched a video on like one of the stitches. There's multiple stitches that you can learn to go with. It's not just like just one thing. But again, like it's cool. talking about. I really like how it looks. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It has a very, a very unique 
texture or well, fabric it that it makes. It looks old, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, yeah. it, it looks like a traditional way of doing something. It looks like I could see a museum piece. Yes. Well, and there is, this. there is, I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes. There is, like, this very, very old knit piece that was made using this technique. It's like a yeah. sock Is that the Egyptian socks? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. there's also Viking examples of them as well. And so there, again, that idea of that connection with essentially ancestors, even if they aren't related to you, I might have mm-hmm. Viking ancestors um, technically, but uh, <laughs> at least my uncle likes to think that we do because, yeah. Anyway, um, but all Scandinavian people like to pretend that they're Viking. I know, I know, it's so <laughs> funny. But still, like this history of... A craft and, and going and learning something so old. I love that. It gets me very excited. And it's gorgeous. It looks like herringbone stitch. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's really pretty. And and because yeah, you the, can... The texture's really cool. You can work yeah. it in the round. Um, cool. I It's like... I, and there's... It would be fairly easy to increase or decrease, I think, because of how you put it together. So I think even doing some shaping to like make a hat is very well, it possible. It looks like you can do it on your hand, like yeah. make a glove while it's literally I, you on your hand. Probably could to some I, extent. I'm looking at photos yeah. that are indicating that yeah. that is happening. Yeah. Um. So you could get a pretty perfectly fit fitting glove. Yeah. Which, frankly, I um, is one of my white whales of <laughs> making things. <laughs> Well, all you need is some feltable wool yarn and... No, I don't need any new tools. (laughs) Oh, come on. Here's the thing with this, though. It is actually, it's fairly inexpensive to jump into this because, like, the the hand-carved wooden needles I got were, like, $5 or something on Etsy. They were not very expensive because they're really simple. I am sure my dad would make them. Yeah, exactly. They're Mm -hmm. so simple. And then... And he would be very excited. So... It's not that hard to leave, at least just try it, you know? Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. So we shall see if this happens, like, do I even try it before the end of the year? Probably not. It'll probably be, like... If you do, you're going to get stuck in this obsession where it's the only thing you want to do. It's true. Yeah, you'll be on, like, Christmas Eve, like, I'm sorry, family. Well... I've got to do some null bending. That week between Christmas and New Year's is always, I always feel that way, so I've, it could I, I, be. I've got a need. I always need to do some null bending. I love how I said that, like, oh, I always feel that, like the need to, the to do some null bending. That's the most thing that you could possibly, like, just need to do. You just gotta sorry. have your fix. Sorry, fam. I could put I on. a case of the bins. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, no. That is terrible and wonderful. <laughs> I haven't left the house in nine months. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I got a knee. Sorry, I'm watching a lot of professional wrestling. So now I'm just thinking about wrestling promos about null bending. Whoa. Sorry, this is, I, I'm just this is only funny to me. Doing <laughs> yeah. that. You're wrong. It's funny. Can you smell what Molly is null bending? 
<laughs> well, that is exactly where I was going with See, that. See, I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking settling in Why with that real-time knitting that? championship oh. and, and doing oh some knob bending. the heavy metal. We, oh, yes, you could do both. Yeah. Knob mm, yeah. bending probably is like a special category in that like hard rock or what was it called? Like yes. The, the competitive knitting. Yeah, um, yeah. Heavy metal knitting. Heavy metal knitting Heavy metal knob bending. I was thinking Get I like it. people were doing it actually. I think there <laughs> Could is be. some knob bending in that video. I was, oh, that was, and if you have not seen that listeners, we, I think we, we completely enjoyed talking about that in a half-stitched episode but yeah, um, we watched it in real time yeah it was together, pretty good I but i feel like that that's a great segue to close this baby out yeah <laughs> all right all right all right and i also i already called dibs on um doing a wrestling promo to kick off our half-stitch episode that we're going to record in about two minutes okay perfect because <laughs> i have an idea oh good good i'm in uh and on that note Thank you to our sponsor, the Embroiderers Guild of America. Learn more at egausa.org. Thanks for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. And finally, if you're a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. Indeed. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <sighs>